0: the Radio Misfits Podcast Network
1: Live
2: from Chicago It's that show
3: Welcome to That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, an SNL podcast. I am your host, Nick degilio I'm a podcaster, a comedy writer and performer, graduate of Second City, and a, sec- a Saturday Night Live expert and historian. And each week, we'll look back at everything SNL. The best, the worst, the good, the bad, the classic, the forgotten. We'll talk about full seasons and full casts, behind-the-scenes stories, episodes, sketches, SNL's historical significance, and much, much more. Sometimes I'll have guests, sometimes I won't. But with every single episode, I will always prove that that tired cliche that you hear all the time, that show hasn't been funny in years, is absolutely wrong. And I do have a guest that I'm very excited to welcome to the podcast. Um, I feels like we're old buddies, although we've only known each other for about a year or so. Um, he is uh, an actor, a writer, a producer. Um, he is a performer. He does comedy. He is also a pro wrestler, a fantastic pro wrestler. Um, You know him as Stone Manson. Um, He is the co-writer and co-star of the Manson Brothers' uh, Midnight Zombie Massacre, which is a terrific movie, and they're working on the Manson Brothers' Satanic Vampire Death Mass, which is coming up. He's done television, he's done movies, he's written, he's performed. He is a great and funny man who, by the way, wanted to make sure that I told you that he started watching SNL at the ripe old age of seven, and he loves comedy, and he writes comedy, and uh, when I told him, hey, man, uh, why don't you uh, be a guest and we'll just talk SNL, he said, hell yes, immediately. And he is a terrific uh, writer. Again, he is Stoned Manson from the Manson Brothers and the Manson Brothers Midnight Zombie Massacre and more, an incredibly funny, incredibly talented actor, writer, producer, and I am so thrilled to welcome him to the podcast. His name is Chris Margettis. Hi, Chris.
2: Hey Nick, how you doing, man? Thanks so much for having me on. I'm oh, so excited.
3: Ple- <laughs> it's my pleasure, man. It's my pleasure. Uh, you know, I, I, we, I've, I've talked about this so many times, uh, both you know, like on the podcast and to friends and with friends and stuff. Was that when you guys, uh, you and and Mike, as the Manson brothers, uh, first uh, showed up at the Flashback weekend? It was the one time in the 22 year history of Flashback that I missed the one mm-hmm. <laughs> the one year that I missed, and then yes. we met we met the year later and what did it what did it take us 40 seconds to become fast friends i think
2: you know the the far, the, the sparks flew yeah <laughs> very yeah. quickly they um did. yeah it was great dude we we definitely have a lot of common uh interests and obviously this is one of them right yeah so that's, <laughs> yeah
3: well i love doing this podcast you know i've been watching snl uh since the very first episode of george carlin 1975 and um all right I was 10, and uh, I've been watching ever since, and I watch it every week. I DVR it, and I've seen every single episode. And so I thought, you know, I should probably take all this useless minutiae that I have in my brain and do something with it. And so I thought, what the hell? Let's do an SNL podcast. And, um, it, and, and, and I was told. Well, I'll tell you what. The, it's, yeah. it's
2: funny. When I, first saw the, uh, when I first saw the title of the podcast, it it, it kind of throws you through a loop unless you know SNL, right? And yeah. Yeah. I have listened to people say the same thing for years about oh that show's not even funny anymore, and it's always like, you know, the next season removed from whatever everybody thinks is great, yeah, and then oh my god, all of a sudden now it's a turn somehow, and yet yeah. they keep churning out stars and these people who are just infinitely funny and great writers, and um, it, I to me it gets a bad rap, you know. Oh, I agree. A shame. That's
3: that's why I called it that show hasn't been funny in years because it's bullshit like that. That, yeah. that that's a bullshit statement. And the thing is, what people seem to forget, a lot of people like to wear rose colored glasses when they go back to SNL. SNL has been consistent for 48 years because you go back and you watch the shows, you know, from the glory days, you know, 1975, 76, 77, that whole time with all the originals, you know, your Gildas and your John Belushi's and your Ackroyd's and all those guys. They had as many turds as they had hits sketch wise. Uh, it's consistent. It's the same thing today as it was back then, except people just like to think that everything was perfect, but it wasn't, you know, you walk into a place on a Monday and you got nothing and you got to do a live 90 minute show on Saturday. Um, it's going to be consistent because you're going to have shit and you're going to have great stuff. And that's been the case throughout the entire history of the show.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I can remember, you know, obviously when we were young, we didn't have the same kind of comedic mentality. Right. But But as I've watched throughout the years, from like I think I really was settled into it early in high school, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, obviously, again, your 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 comedic brain changes as you age, yeah. Um, and and different things get funnier. But like you said, it, it's it's got its share of turds. It's got its share of dogs. Every season does. Every season has its share of, you know, people who probably aren't up to par. Uh, but, but I think every season has its people who are, uh, you know, destined to be breakout Yeah, and, uh, and just go on to be, you know, comedic, I don't want to say mega stars. That's probably wrong, but, but yeah. just really consistently great comedians, you know, and, yeah. and they're all writers too. I think that's the best part is I think you get these people that are funny. They know how to write, they know how to collaborate. And again, you only have X amount of time. So you're, yeah. you, you know, you're going to have some stinkers. Yeah. But, uh, man, when they get it right, it's a home run. It, it's absolutely, I agree.
3: <laughs> now, now, uh, my personal thing was, like, I started watching it immediately, you know, like, the very first night. I vividly remember sitting in front of the TV watching it. And right around the same time, I had a, I had kind of an epiphany very early on. I was 10. And around the same time, probably around the same year or so, is when I also got turned on to Python. So it all happened at the okay. same time. So, like, my comic sensibility kind of, like, started at, like, 10, <laughs> like wow. when I discovered Python, I was like, what? I remember specifically because I was watching, uh, I think it was like, welcome back Cotter. And oh, I was laughing a at great it. Show. I was laughing <laughs> at it and and I was laughing at, it. I'm like, I don't know, nine or something or 10 or whatever. I'm laughing at it. welcome back Cotter. And my dad's in the room with me and he's like, what the, f-? you know? And he goes, Hey, uh, what are you, <laughs> what are you, what are you, what is, what are you laughing at? And I'm like, this is funny. He's like, listen, here's the thing I'm going to let, he goes, I'm going to let you stay up late on Sunday. Um, at around 10:30 and we're going to watch channel 11 we're going to watch PBS and you're going to see something fucking funny. <laughs> <And I'm, laughs> Cuz he he was disgusted yeah. with me laughing at like at uh, um at uh, welcome back hotter and then he goes this is called Monty Python's Flying Circus and I was like what is this? And like right around the same time is when I saw SNL and I never looked back. That was the that was the the doors kicked open for me. So you started watching, you as you told me, you started watching SNL at seven. So what was your comic sensibility like? What were you watching? What made you laugh when you were a kid?
2: I don't think I had one, honestly. I mean, I was big into cartoons, right? And they were all the kind of Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, so I think there was something in there before. Uh, for me, and, and we'll touch on this a little bit later, I had a friend of mine that was a couple years older. Cause I lived on kind of an isolated street. So, you know, you kind of hung out with whatever kids were around, no matter what, where'd you, where'd you,
3: I'm sorry, Chris, where'd you grow up?
2: I grew up in in Peoria, Illinois, but um, my, my dad was a, my dad was a football coach. So we moved around a little bit and, and this was in East Peoria and I lived, my dad was the head coach at East Peoria high school from, I'm trying to think it was like, you know, 71 to 77 or something like that. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Around Mm -hmm. the time at the end when when Saturday Night Live started. And I had these two buddies who were – one was two years older and one was three years older because they lived close by. And one of them told me, oh, man, you got to stay up and watch this show. And it was because of Mr. Bill, which, again, we'll touch on later on. And one of the things that you don't realize as a kid is you don't get the sketch you think is funny every week, right? So what I did was – for me, it was like appointment TV. I turned in just to try and catch Mr. Bill for the first – you know, probably six months that I watched. Yeah. And, and then I got, I got episodes where you didn't get Mr. Bill, but I got skits like, um, uh, Oh God, what was the samurai one that, J- that Samurai Lucia yeah. used to do? Yeah. Well, he used to do it. Uh, he did a
3: bunch of them, but there was samurai deli. There was samurai, you know, there was a whole samurai deli. Th- that's, yeah.
2: that's the one I'm thinking of, but, yeah. but my favorite, um, was uh, Fred Garvin male prostitute <laughs> and, and, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but he would always be on selling, like, you know, bags of broken glass or or dirty rags as giant yeah. Torch for Halloween.
3: Yeah, um, yeah. That was – uh and oh so God. Mainway, Mainway. Uh, uh, yeah. Was, uh, yeah, Arthur Mainway. Mainway, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, Mainway. Yeah, I think it was Arthur Mainway, maybe. I, I, I can't remember. Uh, yeah. You know, but that and, was – was, like, I Jane Kirtner or, or or Candace Bergen. They were, like, the uh, – Yes. You know, they Both were them. the hosts of the show – uh, you know, like that were like a, 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 please explain bag of glass, you know, like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, and then he'd tell you how a necktie. It's no, I'm sorry, it's Norman, Norman
3: Mainway, Norman Mainway, Norman
2: Wayway. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, there, like I said, there was uh, you know, the bassomatic There was yeah. um, Fred, like Fred Garvin was the one I loved. Yeah. And then of course, point and counterpoint, because you always could expect him to say, "Jane, yeah. you ignorant slut." So was and, Ackroyd you know, the
3: first guy? Was Ackroyd the first guy that really, really caught your attention then? <sighs> I think so.
2: Yeah. I think he was like the first person that really I was like, and then, and then the Blues Brothers came out the movie, uh, you know, very soon after. And I really got into that, which was incredible because to this day, I don't like musicals. I don't like anything like that. Yeah, But I loved that movie, you know? And so, yeah, those guys really were the ones who resonated with me to begin with. And then, and then frankly, just after that, you know, there was a gap, but then you got an Eddie Murphy and Piscopo and all those guys Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, who were tremendous as well. So
3: it's it's interesting. It's I, I think it's really I, I love when people tell me what their you know what their path to SNL was and your path <laughs> was. You like cartoons. You, you were kids, and it was Mr. Bill. And I, I think that's mm-hmm. pretty great. I think that's pretty great. It's, uh, that's exactly
2: what it was. I mean, it was yeah. if, if not for Mr. Bill, I would have never watched it to begin with.
3: Yeah, so. that's amazing. That is that's pretty amazing. Um. So so uh, do you have like before we get into your your five? Because I asked you. I know that's an impossible thing. But when I have guests oh. on, I was like, pick your five favorite sketches or, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. And I know it's an impossible <laughs> thing. And you, you were texting me back going, dude, this is fucking hard. You know, <laughs> uh, and it is. And we'll it get was. to it in a, bit, in a second. But w- over the years, um, what what have been some of your favorites, like like some of your favorite cast members and some of your favorite uh, some, some of your favorite stuff? And also, um, ha- you know, as a writer yourself. Um, yeah. what stuff from SNL has kind of crept in or influenced you as a comedy writer?
2: I think, um, I, I think one of the big things is just, one of the things I love about SNL is they have this crazy knack of, we, we call it, put, don't put a hat on a hat. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like don't say something funny and then just say something funny right afterwards. Mm-hmm. They've got this amazing sense when they get it right of timing and how and I'll go through it with my the sketches that I love. Yeah. But how they are perfect at piling on the humor at the exact right time when they get it right. Yeah. And um and and I think uh you know, I don't know if I can even say that there was anything influential. I've always considered myself like um the high school quarterback equivalent of a mimic of of somebody who can imitate people. You yeah. know what I mean, but yeah, those yeah. guys are the are the Michael Jordans of doing it, right? You know they're they're so good, and you know again, I think you'll see in my favorite sketches that most of them involve uh, imitations of other people. I love when they do auditions for a movie, mm-hmm. right? And it's oh like, yeah, yeah. You know Alan Alda auditioning for <laughs> for uh, Star Wars. You know right. what I mean? It's like right. Yeah. Um, or well, you're a good, you're,
3: you're, you, you're a good mimic Chris. Cause I know that, I mean, uh, uh, you know, over the, over the times that you and I've hung out or talked, um, I've heard you do some great, uh, some great imitations. <laughs> uh, was that something that even as a younger person, did you, did you have an ear for that? Did you like doing it? I mean, that obviously is you like that kind of comedy. So
2: I, I loved it, which is why all of my imitations are from like, you know, back in the, in the seventies and eighties that I can do well. I haven't really carried it out uh, yeah. too well since then, but, yeah. um, yeah, you know, it, it's, uh, and, and I just, for I don't know, for whatever reason, I find when somebody can do a great imitation, it just is nuts, which is why, uh, and, and of course the name is going to escape me now, my favorite cast member of all time um, is, uh, was, well,
3: uh, n- no, not Phil Hartman. Phil, Phil Hartman, yeah, yeah, he, well, he's the best, he, he, favorite in, cast member. yeah, me too, man, and he, I think he's the best cast member in the history of the show. I, I really I do. Agree. I agree.
2: If you, if you had to take a, a pantheon of them, uh, in my mind, he's the great. He was so versatile, and yep. unbelievable. And the guy could literally imitate anyone.
3: And in uh, and, and, and on top of that, the thing about they used to, as you, you probably know this already, Chris, but they used to refer to him. The people that worked with him uh, over the years, you know, uh, 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 for the years that he was on the show, they referred to him as the glue. Um, yeah, and that's what he was, man. No matter what it was, he you could he could make any sketch work. If he was the lead, if he kicked, you know, if he was just in the background. He was consistently great every time. And he served the material and the audience and the cast members beautifully. He was the best. I,
2: he was the best. I couldn't agree more. I think uh, Daryl Hammond was right behind him. Yeah. Um, and I think Daryl Hammond was very underrated, too. Yeah. Uh, but I always go back to the Colin Blow commercial for Phil Hartman. <laughs> yeah. Like, he doesn't even imitate anything. But it's right. just his voice yeah. inflection. And yeah. when he's like, when he's saying, two. Yeah. Four you know they're like keep going you know he's like (laughs) eight you know it's just the way he delivers it is so it's just funny dude it's just funny
3: yeah he's the best and daryl hammond by the way still working on the show uh he's the announcer since pardo since pardo passed away oh no kidding yes daryl it's it's daryl hammond now says live from new york that's all daryl hammond at the beginning uh been with the been with the been with the show forever and then uh you Know, uh, yeah, but you know, I mean, uh, you know, we'll hear from uh, Phil Hartman, uh, coming up when we play your clips. Clearly, um, uh, some, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, you picked one of the greatest sketches that Phil Hartman has ever done. Um, uh, it's... you know, <laughs> one, I mean, just genius. Um, and and it's uh, I always, and, yeah, and it it's is genius, yeah, it is
2: fill ins that make it, yeah, so phenomenal, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so.
3: so, we'll hear a little bit of that. Um, coming up now, now you know as a you know for for people who are regular listeners to the show they uh, to my podcast they know that I love pro wrestling and I talk about sure. it pretty frequently and a lot of pro wrestling involves comedy it it, it involves yeah. you know you got to you have a great sense of humor about what you're doing did any SNL stuff or what what influenced like Stone and some of the other stuff that you some of the other characters and some of the other uh, stuff that you did during your pro wrestling days I mean comedy is involved I, in that did was was there any
2: influences for me it was was um, I, I? I think just the, I, I think I got a lot of timing from watching the show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And in and, and comedy, uh, wrestling is all timing. Yeah, um, I think comedy is a lot of timing. I, I will tell you a very funny story when I was when I was wrestling at Windy City Pro Wrestling. We had a guy who who he was Matt Foley. That was his gimmick, mm-hmm. and dude, he was exactly Matt Foley. I mean, mm-hmm. he looked and sounded. And it used to just make me pee my pants because, I mean, you know, I, obviously you can see from my skits, I, I'm going to steer away from Cowbell and, you know, Matt yeah. Foley and things of that nature that are kind of the the garden variety, great ones. And they're all great. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, again, I'm not so sure it influenced me other than, you know, from having watched it for so many years um, if you have that kind of thing in you naturally you can't help but learn from it you know right. and, and, and right. pick up on it and I think it's like I got later in my career in wrestling uh, and I got more comfortable a lot of the promos I really tried to make humorous and funny and and yeah. you know from the standpoint of kind of kind of promoting on people yeah um, yeah it, it's uh, it's um,
3: um, you know, like, like, I mean, I mean, you know, I love, I mean, my, you know, I mean, I love wrestling, you know, this, we've talked about this a million times, yeah. obviously, Chris, and I've asked you a billion fucking questions because you're <laughs> a pro wrestler. Please um, ask me a billion more. But promos <laughs> are my favorite, I mean, some of my favorite things. And when, when, and when someone can cut a great promo, man, that's like half the battle, you know?
2: Um, well, 100%. I think it's more than half the battle. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think comedy is like, I'll tell you, one of my favorite, one of my favorite tag teams of all time are Edge and Christian. And, yeah. and when they were in their heyday, and it's because they had the comedy thing down so pat, yep, and they were so good at it, yep. you know. And when you get those duos, they can they can turn something that's supposed to be gritty and intense into something even more entertaining, just by yep. you know having a whimsical attitude and being funny.
3: <laughs> but by the way, are, do you know that they are kind of reunited now? Um, yes. Yeah. Because, I just, uh, I
2: just saw a clip of it.
3: <laughs> Edge just, Edge just joined AEW at the pay-per-view over the weekend. And I was like, yeah. Holy shit. Uh, so yeah. I mean, he's, it's he's, funny because
2: now they're both black tights, you know, leather right. jacket guys <laughs> yeah, who are yeah, totally, yeah. you know, serious. And I told somebody the other day, I said, God, I hope they put them back together. I, older for a final run. They, and I, I,
3: they have to, they have to. I mean, yeah. at this point, at this point, Adam. Well, Adam now, as he because he can't say Edge at AEW, but Adam is a face and is a baby face, yeah. and and Christian, by the way, fucking destroying as a heel in AEW, he like destroy. Oh, is. destroying! And I would love to. He's and they, you know, he obviously interfered with the match at the pay per view with that Christian was in because you're gonna do that, and then like having him and Sting shake hands in the ring. God damn, that was cool.
2: I. <laughs> I'll tell you, I don't watch a. Ton- I don't. I don't watch a ton of wrestling. Now I try to keep up with it just so I can know where I'm at, but there's another tag team out there that's in AEW um, that I find to be equally as entertaining on a humor level. Yeah. And that's uh, the kid who's the champion and the skinny guy. Um, but they do a great job. And, and to me, it's the little things in wrestling that if you can pull them off properly, it's funny. And yeah. I watched a couple of their matches where they're just hell bent on hitting this double clothesline, right? Come, yeah, come no, that's a, that, yeah, and yet, that's a, that's a, uh, MJ, M- M- MJF and Adam it. Cole, MJF
3: and Adam Cole. Yeah,
2: right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me, that's so amusing; yeah. it's unbelievable that they yeah. just can't, you
3: know. Well, for me, the guy to to me the 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 VIP in wrestling right now, the you know the most valuable player, the MVP it, right now is MJF. Is uh, I, he on the mic? He's like you know, like almost flare level good, and in the ring, he's great. And he's a fantastic heel. Um He's just this, this guy, and he's only 20 fucking six.
2: Um, yeah. Yeah, I know, Bastard. Again, he's I haven't a, seen a ton of him, but what I have seen, I'll, I'll tell you the two things I've noticed about him the most is he's capable of being super intense. He's capable of being funny. Uh, his physique has gotten enormously better over the last – not that he had a bad physique before. Yeah. But he really looks the part of a world champion now. So he you does know what I mean?
3: now. Yeah, he looks great. Yeah, he looks um,
2: great. Yeah, I mean he—he's when you watch him, especially when you—you you know, and again, look, I'm not Arn Anderson by any means, but when you've been in the business for a little while, you know, he's got the edge, yeah, and yeah, and, he does. and he lives it, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's, he does, he's something he does. for sure.
3: All right, well, now to get back to SNL, let's talk a little bit yeah. about when you know, just to to to, try, to tie to to bridge it here. What do you think of uh, when like wrestlers have hosted? Uh, you know, like Um, in the past. Uh, You know, we've had a few wrestlers come in and and host. I mean, most notably, I guess The Rock, uh, because he did host, he hosted as The Rock and then of course he's hosted now that he's, you know, Dwayne Johnson. Sure. But like wrestling stuff and and wrestlers in particular, did you watch him on SNL?
2: What'd you think? I did. Um, I'm trying to think the rest of them who have hosted. I I thought Dwayne did great, particularly the first time he was out there. Yeah. I enjoyed their little promo they had when when he did his monologue. Um, It's funny because one of the, one of the skits I find the least funny is when he actually plays a wrestler and and he's doing the promo bit with um, bro,
3: Bobby Moynihan as his uh, uh, yeah, yes yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: but but I think the rest of the stuff he did, I loved the uh, rock Obama like, yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> that was such a natural thing to do. It was so great. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, no he, I mean I, Dwayne's great anyway, and he's and he's funny. He's got that kind of you know, he was a great comedic heel too. oh, yeah, you know I mean he's yeah. he's one of the obvious. I think I think Cena's a great comedic, you know, worker. I mm-hmm. think he's got good comedy timing when you see him in, in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who, who else has been a wrestler who has actually I'm, hosted the show.
3: You know, you know what? Now I'm thinking that's a good question because I'm now it, the only one that's yeah. popping into my head is The Rock, and I know that like other wrestlers have made cameos and appeared. Well, I mean, hell, when The Rock first hosted half of this. Half of the roster was on because Triple, yeah, Triple H was on. Big, Big Show, Show, Big, Show and, and
2: Big Show is funny,
3: dude. That guy, he is hilarious. Is, and Mick and Mick yes. Foley was on too, and Mick was on too, uh, and, and Mick's uh, funny too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and any of those guys could host, I think. Uh, Absolutely. Guys. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, it's it's funny too because you find some people. I think like a lot of times you see a guy like Robert De Niro who uh, seems almost awkward and stiff as a host. I mean, he's had some great, you know, moments on yeah. there. Yeah. But you take these guys who have been in a lot of film comedy and they're not that great in the live environment. And yeah, I think that's another thing that is so unbelievable is is these people are doing quick changes and, and they got to remember, you know, four or five different skits that they're in. Just their ability to, to pull that off is yeah is, Unbelievable. Yeah, that's great.
3: Okay, well, let's get into some of your favorite stuff on SNL. Let's Let, not and, forget
2: to talk about Heidi Gardner either.
3: Oh, well, listen, man, I can't do an episode where I don't talk about Heidi Gardner.
2: Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure.
3: Uh, yeah, and by the way, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, you know, now the writer's strike is over. Um, and, yeah. and I know that the late night shows are back, and I watched the, the first episodes of the late night shows, and of course, the best one, uh, obviously, you know, by without, without surprise, was Oliver. I mean, John Oliver's show was fucking amazing. And yeah. then Seth comes in second. Seth uh, Seth Meyers comes in second um, uh, in that. And uh, Carell, Cor- uh, oh, my God. Colbert uh, was pretty strong. And, of course, following up really below everybody was Fallon. Who So it comes as no, no surprise. He's kind of always
2: following up, isn't he, though? <laughs> yeah, it's
3: true. But now that the writer's strike is over, it be interesting to see what happens on SNL. I've been thinking about this because they were like – are they going to come back? And how many cast members are SAG? Um, well,
2: I don't, I think all of them are. Yeah, they sure have they to be, work. right? They have to be, yeah. correct? Yeah. I would think.
3: So, and, and so they're like, well, you know, maybe they'll come back with other cast members, with new cast members or alternate cast members or something like that. Um, or they're going to get like a, you know, like a, like permission from the, from, you know, from the union I to do so. I don't
2: think they'll get it, honestly. And,
3: and then they're like, well, then I guess what are they going to do? Non actors as hosts, so they'll have nothing but like, you know, like sports figures and politicians, which are all which yeah. But I, mean, always... I,
2: I don't, I don't think the cast members can can work on the show. Yeah, they I don't have think to so be either. Sad. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but when they come back, well, it'll real, be real to see quick what before yeah. we get into the five, can yeah. we talk about Jimmy Fallon from his time on there. Oh sure, go ahead, man. Yeah. Uh, I always thought he was one of the most overrated characters that was ever on, or 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 cast members that was ever on that show. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't love him, uh, as a, as a, uh, weekend update guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. He just seemed like he got over way more than I thought he ever would.
3: Well, uh, uh, you were you you know I I actually liked him on SNL, um, but just, you're you're right uh, considering everything he's done after that. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I mean, because well. I can't stand his fucking show. I can't stand him on the late night. I can't stand him on the Tonight Show. I think he's awful. But I remember liking stuff that he did on SNL, um, and I didn't hate him on Weekend Update. Now looking back, I realize that all of that has to do with Tina Fey. Like she would carry his yeah. ass. And
2: well and, and when you think about some of the great weekend update people particularly the ones that did it solo. Yeah. I mean there there's some underrated ones there too, you know. I, in my mind Norm McDonald was well, the best one of all time. Well,
3: Chris, <laughs> you got to you got to go about three episodes, you got to go three or four episodes back here on my podcast because um I do an entire countdown of the best weekend update anchors. Uh, oh, well and play and play clips from them and number one on my fucking list without even hesitation is Norm McDonald. Without yeah. I mean
2: Norman was yeah. one of the best comedians that ever lived. I, I mean, agree with you. End of story. Uh,
3: agree with uh, you, and all, and he was yeah. fantastic on SNL. Like the stuff that he yeah. did. A lot of people forget how great his Quentin Tarantino is. Like that impression. Oh. Um, his well, Larry, his, his Larry, Kurt Reynolds.
2: Yeah, the, I mean the best imitation of all. Yeah, time. <laughs> Turd, Fer,
3: Turd Ferguson. Yeah, I mean it's Turd just,
2: Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, uh, I still laugh. And by yeah. and by the way, one of the things I wanted to say about this show, and thank you very much for having me on, it has given me the opportunity to watch these skits over. Yeah, for the last couple of weeks. And it yeah. has brought me so much joy. I and cannot it, even tell it, you <laughs> you find
3: yourself because since I've been doing this and I was doing this anyway, without, you know, having an outlet for it. Now I have this outlet. I mean, this is episode 40 uh, of the podcast. So I've been doing this for a while now. Um, and whenever I'm doing prep and I want to play back audio and talk about certain things, I find myself going down that goddamn wormhole and like, yeah. Oh, I'll just watch one more sketch. Oh, I think I'll just watch right. one more sketch. And then like six <laughs> hours go by and I'm like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> yes, yes. So, all right, let's get into it. We'll do, we'll start from all number right. five and go up to number one. Um, okay. now for number five, there were a bunch of them. So, um, I picked just one in particular. I just picked one in particular because there's so many, but your number 5 is Mr. Bill because as we mentioned, you know, it, it, you know, talking about it, that was your introduction to Saturday Night Live was Mr. Bill. So tell me, tell me about Mr. Bill. And the one that I chose was from the final episode of uh, Belushi and Aykroyd. It was May 26, 1979. Your host okay. was Buck your host was Buck Henry, your musical guest was Bette Midler.
2: I remember. Um, <laughs> I and- remember it. And it
3: was Mr. Bill. It was a it was a bunch of blackouts that were played throughout the show, and it was Mr. Bill visiting Saturday Night Live. Those that's the <laughs> audio that I pulled. But there are so many Mr. Bill sketches. Um, you know, Mr. Bill was it uh, started by Walter Williams in 1974, um, and its first appearance was his first appearance was February 28, 1976, and then um, he, they would come. On, he would come on periodically, and it got bigger and bigger and more popular as the years went by. But what what is it about Mr. Bill? And tell me about why
2: you like Mr. Bill so much. I think uh, well first off again, for a, a seven year old right it was it was the closest thing to a cartoon you'd get on a show until Ace and Gary came on, I think right, right. Uh, later on down the line and by that time I was in my twenties or thirties yeah. so it wasn't the appeal wasn't there as much um, but it it had that uh, it had that kind of um, roadrunner and coyote you know feel only with putty. And I always loved the kind of omnipresent hands that were you know, in the skits. Um, so it was just the thing that transitioned a seven-year-old kid into, you know, like I said, it was, an, it was appointment, it was, this is what I liken it to. When I was growing up, one of my favorite wrestlers was Jimmy Superfly Snuka. And the thing that they always did the best was, even if he was on TV that week, he didn't always do the Superfly jump from the top rope, right? They mm-hmm. kind of held it out on you all the time, and that's what Saturday Night Live did with Mr. Bill, and that's the thing that got me watching the other sketches and appreciating that kind of humor uh, as a kid. And, it, and it, it was it was like the gateway drug for me, you know. It was uh, uh, to lead me into more humor as the years went by. So mm-hmm. that's that's the biggest okay. thing for me. All
3: right. Well, let me play a little bit. This is from like I said, uh, May 26, nineteen seventy nine, and this is it was a series of pre-commercial and post-commercial uh, breaks that they did so yeah. you'll hear a series of them so this is mr bill <laughs> visits snl from
0: 1979 oh uh, hey, uh, i'm in a rush to get home to see saturday night tonight because i hear the show's really gonna roll me over hey! <laughs> yeah it'll continue time to see the second half of saturday night oh <laughs> Hi, everybody! I'm trying to get the best reception for Saturday night tonight, because I heard I'm really going to get a charge out of it. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, gee, uh, I better get down for the second half of Saturday night. Oh, my no, God! No. Oh. Oh, oh, that must be my blind date to watch Saturday night with. Oh, boy, it's Brooke Shields, yay!
2: Hey. But, Mr. Bill, her mom says to have her home by midnight, or else.
3: So that's, that's 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 a basic thing. I wanted to make sure that we got uh, the voice in there. Oh, hey, Mister Bill. I well, wanted to make sure that we. I got was going to
2: say that was one of the best parts was the guy who would talk to Mister Bill for, <laughs> yeah. from off screen. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so wonderful.
3: Yeah, Mister Bill. And, and and it was funny every time. I remember, uh, uh, like, I had I had a Mister Bill T-shirt when I was about 14, uh, 13 or fourteen. Wore it all the time. Um, but yeah, Mister Bill. And that's a great that's a great way to get in there uh, uh, to go from being you know like into the into the into the cartoons and into uh, SNL. Um, so.
2: Yeah, and, and I used to try to recreate them with Play-Doh all the time when I was a kid. <laughs> and of course, I loved Sluggo too. Sluggo was, you know, fantastic. Yeah. And he would pop up every now and then. Yeah. So yeah, yeah what, a, right, what cool. a what a great sketch.
3: All right. Uh, so let's move on to it now. This, now, those, there's obviously, you know, there, are, there were many, I mean, if you're, if you're going to go down that rabbit hole <clears throat> uh, of Mr. Bill, there's a ton of sketches out there. And by the way, uh, I will say this people be, need to be aware that some of these Mr. Bill sketches are not uh, authentic. A lot of people recreate Mr. Bill if you go to YouTube, it's people pretending yeah, to sure. be Mr. Bill. So, yep. you want to you want to look for the authentic Mr. Bill. So that's uh
0: that's it. Absolutely. Now,
3: yeah. Don't don't, number, don't
2: accept any imitations. Exactly. exactly.
3: All right, so number 4, um uh, you know, I did. A, I had uh, the author of a book about uh, Phil Hartman on um, uh, early <laughs> when I first started, and uh, in this we, we we talk about. that. I mean, Phil Hartman, as you just you and I just talked about. I mean, in in our opinion, the the best, most talented sca- uh, 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 cast member in the history of Saturday Night Live, and yeah. I think a lot of people would go back to January nineteenth, nineteen ninety one. Sting was your host and your musical guest. <laughs> uh, it was season sixteen, episode eleven, and it's the Sinatra Group. Um, um. So tell me about why you chose this and what's so funny about it, and then we'll hear some classic shit from it. So,
2: first, first off, I I, I remember when uh, Joe Piscopo used to do Sinatra, right? Um, and they did a, another sketch that I had a tough time deciding between was was him and uh, um, Stevie Wonder when right. they did the duet. If you recall that one, I do. So I was always partial to anything that involved Sinatra, and and people were great. Uh, At him, but uh, okay. So this is the thing I'll say about this sketch. It actually got me. I had no idea what the McLaughlin Group was. was Oh, okay. Right. So okay. So I see this sketch, and it's absolutely hilarious. And it got me watching that show. Mm -hmm. And I was, I think, in college. So obviously, that's very influential. Um, I, I just, I, uh, everything about, and I'll say it was the other cast members too that were on. Even Sting was great. Yeah. Uh, As Billy Idol on this particular episode. Yeah. Um, I love Stephen Eady. I love the fact that he was, of course, now Sinead O'Connor, you know, since recent events, this would have been much funnier, you know, uh, three months ago. Um, But uh, I don't know. There was just something about the way he. Uh, Managed the group and the responses he had to everything that just yeah. it just made me laugh. It's cla- <laughs> it's
3: it's just it's classic. And the setup here is obviously the McLaughlin group, but it's it's Frank Sinatra hosting the McLaughlin group, um, and it's uh, it's Hartman as Frank Sinatra, um, it's Chris Rock as um, uh, Jesus. Uh, what's his name from uh, Two letters? Luther, right. right. yeah, Luther, Luther Campbell, right? Luther Campbell, uh, Victoria Jackson, and Mike Myers as Stephen Eadey. <laughs> Jan, Which, by the
2: way, it was a great, just a great. <laughs> Side group to have yeah, there, absolutely. <laughs>
3: so. uh, Jan Hooks was Sinead O'Connor and Sting was Billy Idol, um, and so I I took a little chunk of it and a, a little bit of, a little piece of it because I mean this whole thing it's it's about it's close to seven minutes long, um, and I, yeah. I I didn't didn't record the whole thing but I I, I grabbed a bit of it that contains some iconic shit and even. Yeah, even though it doesn't grab everything, it's here. So here's, here's a little bit. I, you're going to love this, uh, Chris. This is a, a great uh, yeah. chunk of it here. From the Sinatra Group, uh, uh, which is your fourth favorite sketch. Here we go.
4: Issue number four Millie Vanilli. What is this faggot crap? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Festa.
5: <laughs> I don't understand the question.
4: I'll tell you what you better understand. Next time you see Old Glory riding up that pole, you better sing that anthem, darling. You're lucky you're a chick, or you'd be nothing but a stain on the road and a crew cut. Our founding fathers went to the mat for you, baby. Ah, it's not my flag. I'm Irish. Oh, yeah? Well, then stay off of this stuff. That's the curse of you people. Billy Idol. Yeah, uh, I forgot the question. I'll give you the question. What's with this devil stuff? The Black Mass and the whole 666 coffins thing. Hey, don't think the big man upstairs ain't keeping score, baby. He put you in the penthouse. He can kick you down to the gutter with these two. Hey! Hey, hey come on. <laughs> Shut up, you waste of space. Just be glad you get to hang with me. You're right, Frank. Sorry, Frank. Well, it's your choice. You can open for me at the Meadowlands or headline at the TikTok Inn. Okay, Luther. <laughs>
5: First, I think Millie vanilla got what they deserve.
4: Can't understand a word. (laughs) Okay, next issue. Rita Hayworth or Ava Gardner? Who would you rather nail? I (laughs) disqualify myself, because I done them both. (laughs) I think you're a bloody, stupid old fart. You're all talk, Blondie. You want a piece of me, I'm right here. Don't provoke me, old man. You don't scare me. I got chunks of guys like you in my (laughs) stool. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll rip your bloody head off, Steve. Go kick his ass.
3: Okay, so that, that's that. <laughs> I got oh chunks of guys like you in my stool. <laughs> like
2: my stool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny. You um, got a read it. You got a Dion Warwick <laughs> thing going on. Yeah, oh, Dion Warwick. Yeah, I yeah. Like that, it's, God, a,
3: it's hilarious. Um, and and again, I mean, that's just a, yeah. b- a little bit of it. That thing is seven minutes, and it's gold every time Hartman opens his mouth. It's, uh, yeah. it's a classic. It's one of the, it's one of the classic sketches, and I remember. Um, That night, it was really weird because um, uh, if I remember correctly, I thought SNL was canceled that night because that's the first night we started bombing Iraq. The first night. The very first night, you know, the the first Gulf War back in 1991. Um, And I remember that was the first like day that we started bombing uh, uh, in Iraq. And I remember going, oh, I don't think it's going to be on tonight. And it was um so and it was it was very weird like the tension was very weird and it turned out to be a really great show um it's, so.
2: it's funny i think about that time frame and i and, and you know admittedly there's been gaps in my viewership you know depending on what's going on like obviously when when i was in wrestling i traveled so much and worked on the weekends that you know i didn't get to see the show a whole lot and i wasn't around right. to set the vcr or the shit we had to do back then right um but i think about that and you know that was right during college and right after when i would think to myself there's no way i had to have been out doing something else and yet i know i was home watching that sketch yeah. when it was on you know yeah. so that yeah. Yeah. social life sad absolutely
3: life, so. <laughs> absolutely uh yeah but, and, it's, and it's interesting you know like uh we've talked about this before like how um, like 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 here's a quick question for you, since we're talking about stuff that yeah. happened historically. Do you remember certain episodes of, uh, of SNL um, like like the first episode back after 9-11? Did you watch any of that stuff like um, history things like 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 things that were historical like like in 2015 and late 2015 when Trump hosted um, and like when Elon Musk hosted when they did Elon Musk hosted when they do weird stuff on the show or when it coincides with something that's happening in the news. Do you remember any of that stuff? Does that stand out for you?
2: I missed the Elon Musk episode. I vividly remember uh, the post 9-11 episode, the first one.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, of course, everybody remembers the the comment of uh, you know, is it okay to be funny again? And, and you know, he Rudy. says, "Were you ever?" Basically, yeah, Rudy. Like, Why Rudy. Why would you start now? Yeah, yeah. Rudy. Yeah. 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 yeah, Rudy being funny. What the um, hell? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so that's that's emblazoned in my brain, you know, and I think yeah. that's one of the things that um, you 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 think about historically when you have you know, things of that nature, when, when is it okay to be funny, you know, and, and comedians use the term too soon, right? Like, is it, yeah. is it too soon to talk about that? Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, uh, tragedy plus time equals comedy, you know yeah. what I mean? It's true. Sadly. And, um, uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, they say laughter is the best medicine. You know, mm-hmm. And, and I, I think truer words were never spoken.
3: I'll tell you that. this: the, the the thing that I remember about nine eleven. I remember when SNL came back, and I thought they did a great job with it. Um, they handled it beautifully. The you know, like um, Paul Simon playing the boxer at the beginning, and the and all the yeah. fire department guys and the cops up on stage and everything. It was amazing, and they handled Weekend Update very well. And it was a good show. But I remember about a week before was when the Onion first released their uh, oh. their. <laughs> Uh, their their uh, issue, the first issue after 9-11. And I remember at, being at Simon's, at the, the bar in uh, Andersonville, um, at Simon's. And they used to deliver the onion and drop it off at the front of Simon's. And we all grabbed it, and we were all looking at it. And I remember vividly all of us just going, oh, my God. Right. You know, like not, not believing what they did and how they went there and how fucking brilliant and funny it was. And it still remains, I think, the best issue in the history of the onion was their very first issue issue back and they did not back off man they they went yeah no the, and the onion's
2: always been great uh yeah. i think the babylon b now is 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 yeah. kind of in the same vein yeah not yeah. quite there you know i i want to do an honorable mention and throw this out um, yeah before before we keep going if you don't mind no uh, when yeah. i was a kid there, there were two other comedy shows that were on uh one was fridays and starred a young michael richards from seinfeld if you yeah, remember and larry that david. and larry david and, and larry david yes. yeah. And the other was SCTV, yep. which was all of the Canadian people who you see, you know, basically famous now. I mean, these guys were not alone. They obviously stood the test of time, and, and the other ones didn't. Um, you know, I mean, you can take Mad TV every now and then, although I think sure. it was a bastardized rip off. Yeah. Uh, but funny stuff came out of there. You know, there did
3: they did. It's funny, funny
2: people. I, I
3: I have friends who maintain that SCTV uh, still uh, was always better than Saturday Night Live, and and, and well,
2: I would never go that far, but SCTV yeah. was great. I mean, SCTV at, night.
3: no at their at their at the height, it wasn't. I mean, it was the funniest shit in the world, and all those people were great. Some of whom would end up on Saturday Night Live. 100, uh, yeah. percent. yeah. And so, uh, but yeah, no, yeah, I mean that's great. Yeah, but that late night stuff Fridays. I particularly remember Fridays because I I was in love with Melanie Shartoff. She did the she did their <laughs> version. She did their yes. she was the anchor on their version of Weekend Update. And uh and, yeah. yeah, I had a massive crush on her. I know but this is a
2: Saturday Night Live show, but I had to. It was funny because it was Saturday Night Live that got me watching those shows when I was a kid. You know, of course other sketch comedy that was yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and and you know when you talk about influences, it was it was watching those kind of things that were you know not yeah. improv, but they were just great sketch
3: comedy and sketch comedies as they went on as they you know uh, as they kept going i mean like uh, you you want to look into, into the to the early 90s uh and how unbelievable in living color was as far as like an oh, Af- yeah. you know at oh, like that God. point it was like a strictly not strictly because jim carrey was on the show and a couple of other white people were on the show but that was a a, a, a wholly african-american influenced style of comedy uh, sketch kind of hilarious
2: show i mean brilliant beyond hilarious
3: show. brilliant
2: so that, yeah. that gave star stars like yeah mega movie stars jim carrey jamie fox uh yeah. wayne's brothers yeah yeah a lot of they're all that way jennifer yeah. lopez was on that show you know she, she was yeah yeah yeah
3: okay well let's move on to the next yeah. one not and in this comedy, well, but, yeah. this anyway, is from okay. f- this is from february 8th 1992 susan day was the host CNC oh. Music Factory, <laughs> yeah, man, gonna make you sweat. CNC Music Factory was oh the.
2: What was the date on this one again? February eighth,
3: nineteen ninety two. February nineteen
2: ninety okay. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh,
3: season seventeen, season seventeen, episode twelve. Um, and the sketch that you chose was Partridge Family versus the Brady Bunch, which, by the way, um the dressing rooms and the backstage area were completely empty because everybody was on the fucking stage yes. during this one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tell me about this and I'll tell you, I'll give you the rundown on who the cast was for this entire sketch, but tell me about what, what you, what you love so much about the Partridge family versus the Brady bunch.
2: Well, if I, if I tell you everything that made it for me, if, if ever a sketch was made on, on, I don't think there was ever an ensemble sketch like this before in the history of, of Saturday night live. Yeah. But this sketch was made by two things for me. Now, obviously, everybody did a great job of playing their part as the Partridge family or um, uh, the, the Brady Bunch. But this sketch was made by two people. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one was Chris Farley as Kincaid. Yep. yep. <laughs> which just made me pee my pants the whole time. Yeah. But uh, the arrival of Mushmouth uh, yeah. at the very end was the thing that just – And this is what I talk about when I talk about the layering of comedy with them. Like they've taken this already just unbelievable over-the-top sketch, right? That you don't think could get any funnier, no matter what. And then Chris Rock shows up as (laughs) Mushmouth, yeah, with with the final say, right? Yeah, And, and to me. That's the example of a perfect sketch right
3: there. All right. Well, let me let me first of all let me tell everybody who was in this and who they played. Susan Day, who obviously yeah. was the host, she played Laurie Partridge. Beth Cahill played Marcia Brady. Remember Beth Cahill? Oh, my God. Oh yeah. Da- Dana Carvey was Keith. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, Sevian uh, Fallon was Tracy Partridge. Chris Farley was Ruben Kincaid. Phil Hartman was Sam. Melanie Hutzel was Jan Brady because of course that was the thing that she did on every episode. Um, Victoria yeah. Jackson was Cindy. Mike Myers was Danny Partridge. Uh, Kevin Nealon was Greg Brady, Chris Rock was Mouth. Adam Sandler was Peter Brady doing the broken uh, voice thing, um, Rob Schneider was Bobby Brady, David Spade was Chris Partridge, Julia Sweeney was Shirley Partridge, and Christine Zander was Alice. Um, so that's 1, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 cast members on one stage. Yeah. And I yeah. think you might be right. I think that holds the record for most like cast ensemble members. I mean, it seems to me like every single cast member was in it, um, yeah. and it was you know. I'm it wondering was, who uh,
2: like there had to be all the cocaine was being done by three <laughs> people backstage that weren't on the show, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or was that the '70s? That, was, that was the, the that was '70s. Kind of I don't 70s. know. This was
3: this was the yeah. this was the uh, this was the early '90s. I think it would it, had ca- <laughs> it had caught it would slow down a little bit by then. Yeah. Um, but let me play a clip. Let me just play a clip. You get You get a taste of it. I, I did not take it all the way up to Mushmouth. Um, but I do have a clip here. <laughs> this is uh, the Partridge Family versus the Brady Bunch, again, from February of 1992. Susan Day was the host. And, uh, and yeah, here's just a clip. You'll get a, you'll get a taste of it.
1: And those pretty voices are on a tape. I'm going to go tell my brothers and sisters. <laughs> hey, you guys, come on. Hey, Gail, what's up? Uh, well, yeah. What's all the fuss all about?
5: Hey, Marcia, still playing hard
0: to get?
1: Don't even try it, Keith. Jan, why did you call us over here? I just found out the world-famous Partridge family doesn't sing their own songs. They're thinking! That's not very nice! Yeah, you could set a really crummy example for the other (laughs) bands. Yeah, well, at least this band has a great sound. What do you mean? The Brady Six has a great sound.
4: Yeah, we challenge you guys to a battle of bands.
1: next song Work this out, Mom. Help us out. No? Yeah, Mama's boy. I guess you have to talk to Mama. Poor baby doesn't have a daddy. <laughs> hey,
4: watch it!
6: I'll show you who's daddy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's Farley coming over and then making out with, uh, with oh yeah, with, uh, with Shirley. Uh, <laughs> so, and it goes on tell, and, then, and then they bring Mushmouth. They bring Mushmouth Mushmout in, in uh, at the end, uh,
2: yeah. which which is like. Again, if a sketch was ever made by two people, but I think one of the things about this sketch that was so memorable for me, and I can't say it's it's one of the greatest you know of all time, but if you look at the star power that's on that stage at one yeah, time, I know. And and I think even more sadly, and again, I, I I'm sure all these people were successful in their own way, but everybody yeah. else who wasn't a megastar went on to kind of relative obscurity. Yeah. After that, but it's but true. if you take Sandler and Schneider and David Spade and yep. Chris Farley. Yeah. And and um Chris Rock. I yep. mean it's and that's one of the great things about Saturday Night Live is they put people on stage at the same time who are stars. And interestingly though sometimes they're not great Saturday Night Live cast members. Right. You know, but they go on to I mean I never thought Adam Sandler was a great Saturday Night Live guy, but he's mm-hmm. obviously uh, an absolute, you know, mega superstar. Yeah. That's um, true. A-list that's true. person, yeah. so yeah.
3: Um, Parkridge family versus Brady. But okay. Number two on this one. And again, going back uh, to, and again, you know, like uh, you're, you know, except for Mr. Bill, your four big ones are all driven by impressions. I'm just realizing this now. Um, yeah. so this it's, next one is like returning as, it's called point of no returns. And it involves, um, that your host was Jane Lynch. It was from October 9th, 2010. Bruno Mars was your musical guest. So that means the musical guest was awesome. Oh, wow. Uh, yep. Season 36, episode 13. And this was the first time we really got to see Jay Farrow. Um, explain yeah. what this is and why you chose it.
2: Um, so uh, the setup is, is that Denzel Washington is uh, <laughs> trying to get into character by by working at a Macy's. <laughs> to this day, when I go by a Macy's, I take a picture and send it to my brother <laughs> um, because of this sketch. Yeah. Uh, to this day... When we walk in and anybody mentions any color, he says to me, you knew what color it was when you brought it back.
0: Exactly. When you yeah. bought it.
2: Did yeah. it change color or something? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it's just, and this is one of those examples of when you see somebody who's so good at, you know, imitating someone. Yeah. And and then they're able to put it into regular dialogue and regular context. It mm-hmm. just it blows me away to
3: this day. Every it's, time I watch it, I, and yeah, it's it was the first time I was like, "Who is this guy?" Because he was new to the yeah. he was new to the cast. And as soon as I saw this sketch, and I saw him do his Denzel is unbelievable, and we all know it's. it's and we all know that Jay Farrow, obviously is an incredibly gifted uh, impressionist. Um, but this this was the first time we really got to look at it. So this is in Jane Lynch is the woman who's bringing back something to exchange. Uh, Jay Farrow is Denzel Washington, and Bobby Moynihan is the manager at Macy's. And, and, and
2: by the way, Jay yeah. Farrow does an incredible job of acting in this too, because he not he not only does a great impression, but he is able to. You're able to watch his intensity ramp up as yeah. Denzel Washington as the yeah. sketch goes along, and it's, it's just amazing. <laughs> yeah.
3: All right, well let's let's listen to it. This is uh, from uh, the uh, Pointer Return. Uh, Jane Lynch is returning an item, and Denzel Washington <laughs> is working at the returns of Macy's.
1: <laughs> I just want to ask you one question. What's wrong with it, huh? What with the hammer? You did that's right. Um, it's the wrong color. <laughs> the wrong color. <laughs> she says it's the wrong color. Yeah. You knew what color it was when you brought it home. Did it change color something? No, it didn't. So let me ask you this. What color is this handbag? You know what? I I can just help this lady. Oh, no, you won't. I asked her a simple question. What color is this handbag?
0: It's it's black.
1: Oh, it's black, is it? That's what you're telling me, right? It's black? Yes. And you don't like the color?
0: No, it's just that it doesn't matter.
1: Excuse me. Speak up. You're at Macy's. There are rules and regulations. If you got a complaint, I want to hear it. It doesn't match my shoes. It doesn't match your shoes, huh? So you don't have any black shoes in your possession? Not, not, not any? That's what you are telling me? No. Huh? I, I have black shoes, just not the kind not that goes... Not the kind, the kind what? What, not the right kind? Oh, I didn't say that. But you said wrong color, didn't you? So I'm lying? So you calling me a liar, right? No, you, no, no, no. Huh? I, I didn't call you a liar. It sounded like it to me, huh? Let me tell you something. Don't you ever in your life call me a liar. But I didn't. I just wanted to return Oh, the... yes, you did. I want to return the bag, okay? What, then you got to answer the questions, darling? You know I mean? am answering the questions. I took it home. I don't like it. It just happens. And you're not letting me talk, you jackwad. <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh, thank God!
1: Yeah, I like you. You're feisty, aren't you? Yeah, I like that. Let me go return this bag and stop messing with you, <laughs> my man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, um, oh yeah. my God, it's amazing. Yeah, it's just amazing. It's it's beyond amazing, and that, that's one of the ones that I, again I say like every now and then you get those ones that are so gold. Yeah, that you can just watch them again. And again, and again. Yep. <laughs> it's just That's one fantastic. of them, for sure. Yeah, classic. And obviously, Jane Lynch, who's a phenomenal actress, makes it, yep. you know, just, she does a great job, you know, playing and here's a hand a, on it, too. So,
3: Here's a weird thing. Jane Lynch, by the way, um, was in the live Brady Bunch here in Chicago where uh, Melanie Hutzel played uh, Jan. No uh, kid. Yeah. Yeah, so there's there a little connection. Go. There's a little connection. Okay, now, number one. So listen, man. This one... <sighs> I just, I, I just, uh, my my girlfriend had never seen this uh, uh, before, and we watched it uh, a couple of weeks ago. And and this is uh, your number one is one of my favorite sketches of all time. Seriously, yeah. um, and I'm so thrilled that you. <laughs> I'm so thrilled that you chose it. Um, it is the Vincent Price Halloween special. Uh, they've done Vincent Price before. Uh, you know, it's a kind of a semi. It was a semi regular thing. Bill Hader exactly. doing Vincent Price. But this one in particular that you chose, John Hamm was the host, Rihanna was the musical guest, October 30th, 2010. So it was the Halloween episode. Um, and it's the Vincent Price Halloween special. Um <laughs> so try to set this up, Chris, and 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 I mean, this is just a spectacular sketch. But try to what, what I, is it? I what is it about this? Yeah. What
2: is it? Well, I, I think first off, one of the cool things about the sketches sketch is it has not one but two backstories to it. Yeah which was, I believe originally John Hamm was supposed to do Dean Martin. Yep. And uh, I don't know exactly what happened, but maybe somebody, Dean Martin, didn't want to meditate as a drunk or whatever. And they kind of said, hey, can you do James Mason? You know, like like two minutes before they were going out there. And he yeah. just completely switched it up yeah. and killed it. And the other story that I recently just read when I was when I was looking at all this stuff was that I think Seth Meyers was the lead writer and somebody else, and they didn't really know how to go with this. And, um, oh, my gosh, who's the com- new comedian now who's so funny, who was a writer on SNL. It was his first year there, mm-hmm. and they gave it to him. Uh, what the hell's the guy's name? I can't remember. Uh, wears a, he wears a suit everywhere. He's a stand-up. Um, oh, my God. Uh, I'll think of it here. Okay. But they gave it to him to kind of run with it, and it was when they knew he was definitely you know, a talent. Uh, and so that kind of catapulted his writing career. He was never an on camera guy, but he's hosted now a couple times, and I'll think of his name. Yeah. Um, but the setup of this is uh, James Mason, who was a, you know, a well known womanizer and alcoholic and every other thing. Yeah. Um, but, but again, this is one of those sketches where I say it just layers itself. It starts off with great stuff, and then it goes to Liberace, and then it goes to, you know and and the and the gags just keep flowing and every time you think you catch a break something else just incredibly funny comes out and it's all held together by bill Hader, who's another one of the best cast members ever um who who just he he just does a great job of kind of you know hurting the cats of of the sketch and and uh it's just it's my favorite sketch of all time
3: it's (laughs) yeah, and and it proved that John Hamm, you know, John Hamm was a was a comedic, oh. you know, like incredible comedic talent. At this point, we didn't know it, but John Hamm had just finished shooting, uh, his role in Bridesmaids. So he and Wig knew each other. Um, yeah. And uh, and and Kristen Wig is in this. She plays uh, uh, Gloria Swanson. Fred Armisen plays Liber- Liberace. Oh my God, so John well, Ham so fantastically.
2: Uh, John, let, Hamm let me play- say this one thing about John Hamm. I've never given him as much credit as he deserves because he's a St. Louis Cardinal fan. Yeah. And that drives me crazy because he's from St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, but uh-huh. he is an absolute comedic legend. He's great at impressions. Yep. Um, and, and, and I mean, this sketch is an absolute, you know, he comes yeah. back later to do one, I think, as, as Robert uh, John F. Kennedy that's equally as wonderful. But, but this one just takes the cake for sure.
3: Uh, yeah, this is one of the best. All right, well, let's listen to it. I didn't. I I, I cut a little bit of it together. I tried to to. I, I kind of edited it a little bit, but it's got some it's got some gold in it here. So this is the Vincent Price Halloween Special, October thirtieth, two thousand and ten. Uh, it's John Hamm, Bill Hader, Kristen Wiig, Fred Armisen, and a couple of kids come to the door at one point. One point. So, <laughs> best here part. We, here here we go.
6: From the film Sunset Boulevard, Miss Gloria Swanson, and from Lolita, Mr. James Mason.
0: I'm a pirate, ah.
6: A pirate? I don't really see a lot of effort as far as dressing like a pirate goes. I thought we agreed you would wear a costume.
0: I'm a pirate, can't you tell? It's about the acting. I'm an (laughs) actor. That's what I do, and when I say I'm a pirate, I'm a pirate,
5: ah. Yeah. She's a pirate, Price. My jolly Roger was at full mass the whole drive over.
0: (laughs)
6: Okay, very nice. No spaceman costume, James? No, didn't even open the box. Too old-fashioned. The suit was too old-fashioned? No, I had two old-fashions
5: and I couldn't open the box. I've been drunk <laughs> since 11 a.m., Price. Please, James, family show. Understood. Say, where are the whores?
6: Easy, crazy, James! <laughs> Gloria, what's going on over there?
1: Get off my
5: pirate ship or the girl dies. <laughs> Say, Vincent, do you mind if I slip into something more comfortable? I piss myself on the way over here. I'm pretty numb down there, so I only know it when it hits my ankles. <laughs> Gloria, another drink.
6: No more drinks. No more drinks. Well, I have some issues with the lyrics.
5: Yes. Same here, Vincent. That's a real downer. Gloria and I could use something a bit more upbeat. Uh, do you know this one? There once was a girl named Regina.
6: Stop! Family show! You don't even know where it's going. All the same. Regina. Wonderful.
0: <laughs>
6: Let's move on to our pumpkin carving contest. Ready, Gloria? And she's eating the pumpkin. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. That's great. Just great. Didn't want to throw the brakes on that, James? Yeah, well, what can I
5: say, Vincent? I've never seen anyone put something that big down so fast. I have.
6: Cool at (laughs)
0: Liberace!
6: Ah, local children. Children. I'm reminding all of you, children. Especially... All of you. All right. Let's answer the door.
3: Ooh, really, okay,
6: Oh, what are you supposed to be, young lady? I'm
3: a princess.
6: Oh, how adorable. And you, young man. I imagine you're dressed
5: as some brand of homosexual. You're
4: mean, I want my mom.
5: <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> Tell her to bring a lady friend for my friend
2: Liberace over here.
6: Oh, I'm good. <laughs>
2: Kid. Okay. So, (laughs) okay. (laughs) So uh, lost in that whole shuffle is Fred Armisen as Liberace. (laughs) It's responses, which are, I mean, it's not lost, but that's one of my favorite parts. It's uh, (laughs) a,
3: it's a, it's, it's one of those times when you just, you look back and you go, well, that's a perfect sketch. Uh, Like the concept, the execution, um, its length, uh, like you said, the build, it just keeps going and keeps going and everybody in it is brilliant. Um, and the fact that John Hamm had to do a last minute switch from Dean Martin to James Mason makes it, as you you know, as we just discussed, all the more unbelievably impressive. Um, it's it's a great, John it's
2: Mulaney, a great... by the way, who was the writer. Slash jo- oh, yeah. Now. Who's yeah. John Mulaney. Who, yeah. Who apparently yeah, right. took that over and made it what it yeah. was. So, yeah. so uh, wow. one of the things I find so outstanding about that sketch is every time you think it can't get funnier, it gets yeah. funnier somehow. Yep. You know, <laughs> yep. <laughs> just... it does. So great stuff! It's just the amazingly perfect yeah. sketch for me. So,
3: wow. so uh, you know, we were we were talking a little bit earlier before I let you go. Uh, some of the current cast members or the past couple of years that, that stand out for you. I, I you uh, know, we both we both obviously we we are arguing over who gets to go home with Heidi Gardner first, even though yeah. we're both even though we're yeah. both ta- we're both taken men, but, but, but you know, Heidi Gardner. Yes. Um, yes. and, and I honestly think that over the past like four or five years or so, the women have just controlled, the women have dominated. Ego Wodum, Cecily Strong, uh, Sarah Sherman, um, a lot of the women that are on right now are fantastic. And a lot of the cast members are really strong, uh, who, who in addition to Heidi Gardner, is there anybody else that stands out? Recently? I
2: think they've got a good, uh, you know, I think they've got a really good ensemble. I thought one of the most recent episodes that I watched that I really enjoyed was, uh, Dave Chappelle's episode. Yeah. Where he kind of he took advantage of the Tennessee Williams thing and smoked on stage and did all yeah. that stuff but yeah. um yeah is it it's not Mikey Day it's the other guy who who and I can't think of his name and I feel bad about it, but he was in a sketch with him where he he basically had to you know kind of toe the line on all these racial pieces of commentary where he was very uncomfortable with but yet then he 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 took along very strongly as well yeah um, I, I sadly. I, I watch it very regularly. I don't keep up with the names of the people like I yeah. used to as much, but I, but I, I think it's still a great show. I, I, I have weekends where I watch on Sunday morning, and yeah. I literally just want to pee my pants. You know, yeah. they're, they're yeah. but, but Heidi Gardner's. I think, I think I don't remember most people because all I remember is Heidi Gardner every time. Yeah. I, and I have to pause <laughs> when she comes <laughs> on the uh, the intro. So yeah, I got gotcha. you.
3: Well, listen, Chris, man, she's it's, very it's
2: talented fun. too. By the way, she's extremely yeah. talented and yeah. very good at what she does. So. Yeah absolutely
3: uh chris man uh what a great uh great time uh talking with you about snl i'm glad that you were able to do this and uh um are we uh, d- just to, uh, i have to ask you uh the the manson brothers sequel is that going to be coming at some point soon i know the writer's strike just ended wow. but and you guys are trying to get things going actors are still on strike um do do are we looking for the for the sequel to the manson brothers movie coming up anytime soon
2: we hopefully are uh looking for it we have um part of the financing in place uh we are supposed to have the rest of the financing in place. Obviously, right now with the SAG strike, mm-hmm. everything is a little bit up in the air. I think yeah. we expected to be shooting this year. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, you know, we'll be sometime Q2 of next year. Uh, I I think we'll pro- we probably won't see anything, unfortunately, until late 2024 or 2025 because of the backlog. Right. Um, but we expect to be in production sometime uh, mid-next year. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well, well we're Fingers all... crossed because I, I can't wait. So,
3: well, the Midnight Zombie Massacre is out there if anybody wants to see it at mansonbrothers.com. We can check out that website for sure.
2: Absolutely. Please and, do. Um, we got all our merch on there. You can check us out at uh, yeah. uh, the Chris Margetis on Instagram, Real Mike Carey Instagram. We've got our TikToks and all that other fun stuff. Uh, right. We have a YouTube channel that will be coming up soon as well, where we'll kind of do some skittish, sketchy things. And I mean that in more of an SNL way than a, than a bad yeah. way. Um, but yeah, man. Thanks so much for having me on. This has been a blast. I mean, it's like a walk down memory lane, too. You know, when it comes to it, so really yeah. fun.
3: No, it's been great, Chris. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's always great to talk to you, man. And uh, and uh, great choices. And it was fun to listen to them and 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 talk with you uh, talk with you about them, man. I appreciate
2: it. Great talking with you as well, man. Uh, I buddy, really appreciate it. Lots that's of fun.
3: Uh, Chris Margettis, everybody, and uh, and uh, it's a, a lot of fun here on that show. Uh, Hasn't been funny in years. Once again, my thanks to Chris Margett. a great guy. Uh, and you can follow him all over the place. Uh, under the Manson brothers, under Stone Manson, a terrific guy. My thanks for all of his great uh, uh, commentary about the world of Saturday Night Live, and my thanks to you. I thank you for listening. Please spread the word, like us, and uh, and and rate and review us, and tell everybody about us, and uh, check us out on our uh, 24-hour streaming service here at Radio Misfits, RadioMisfits.live. 24-hour streaming. It's like a radio station, only a lot cooler. You can hear this podcast and my other podcast, which is a pop culture review podcast called the Nick D Podcast. You can hear it uh, uh, daily, uh, both of these podcasts, on our streaming service as well. My thanks to everybody at Radio Misfits. Ed Silla, who does everything, and we couldn't do any of these podcasts without Ed. He's the best. My thanks to you, and if you want to be a part of this podcast, we would love to hear from you. You got suggestions for topics for Saturday Night Live. You got any comments or contributions or anything, we want to hear from you. 773-417-6948. Leave us a voicemail. You want to email us anytime, NickDPodcast at gmail.com. That'll get to this podcast and my other podcast, NickDPodcast at gmail.com. And please check out uh, all of our podcasts at radiomisfits.com. So my thanks to you and my thanks to Jason Skaggs, who does all the music and the themes for both of my podcasts, and he did the great opening theme that you heard at the top of the podcast and this closing theme right here. (laughs) You can hear new episodes of That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years. They drop every Wednesday at RadioMisfits.com, wherever you can get your podcasts. Rate us, review us, tell us what you think, all that cool stuff. I thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. I'm Nick Degilio and this has been That Show Hasn't Been Funny in Years, an SNL podcast.
4: Good night, and
5: have a pleasant tomorrow.